I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I've often wondered, because I've precious little else to be doing except sitting on my arse and wondering, but I've often wondered... That if I was travelling the world meeting indigenous peoples in their villages and on their savannas, and, and if they said to me, oh, what is it that you do? And I said, well, I, I'm a comedian or, or, or a storyteller. And they said, well, do some comedy for us. Tell us a story. That what I'd have in my repertoire wouldn't really work. I'm not a storyteller in the way that they might understand it, I'm more of a, a vulgar fantasist, a kind of a daydream weaver. And in terms of stories, I mean, I mean, Jack and the Beanstalk, I could throw a hash at that, or maybe Jonah in the belly of the whale, Oedipus plucking his side, eyes out by the side of the road, or Christ thrown up on the cross. Big stories, like big, epic Western stories. But every now and again, you come across a small story, and even though that that's the size of it, you're well aware that there's big stuff in it. Here's one I heard recently, and the fella who told it to me swore that it was true. There's two sisters living in a big house in Meath 150 years ago, hitting their mid-fifties maybe, past the point in them days where a man'd have them, or that they'd have the interest. Anyway, the brother tells them one day, and they could see it coming. The brother tells them one day that he's forgetting himself a wife. He's not sure who she might be yet, but he's going looking. And with the property and the land that he has, he doesn't think it's going to be a problem. Well, the ground is near pulled out from under their feet. Tis their house too, isn't it? No, no, no. Not in the eyes of the law, it isn't. They have no rights, irrespective of their bloodline and the work put into the territory. Another woman to be coming into it with more of a claim now than they have on the place. Relegated, they'd be. Maybe even thrown out to the road. That was the way it was in them days. A brood of children and another woman would bring nothing but havoc. The sisters, tough, working farmers they were, practical women, fear of the poor house put on them, 
the reality of being told to leave their home and having nowhere to go. Oh, Jesus. There's nothing as realistic as women. A solution emerged from their dark imaginations. A ruthless one. They gave drink to the brother one night. Drink, drink, and more drink. No harm in excess, they told him every now and again, and it was glass after glass of whiskey they poured into him, congratulating him on this and that, praising him from a great height. The poor man, no matching him at all for the cunning of these particular vixens, just drank and drank and drank. Sideways with it he was, couldn't move nor speak by the end of it. One of the sisters went out to the shed and got the gelden tongs, and they castrated him, put his lovely testicles between the two iron hammer heads, and fucking crushed them. Now, he didn't die. They nursed him back to health, and no new woman came into it and the fear of eviction was gone years later though when he did die he cut the women out of the will he left all to an inheritance fund that was still going in the parish of Bohermine in County Meath 120 years later it was in the form of a gift of £10 to every newly married couple in the parish. It ran out in 1948 and the parents of the man who told me the story were the last people to get it. Now isn't that a story that would frighten you? Frighten you because of the insight you'd get into the pragmatic savagery of survival that dwells inside the female mind. But there's something in it to cheer you up too. Something about our romantic nature that needs to be encouraged. And ladies, does the hearing of that story make you feel a little bit more empowered that whatever the law of the land is, unjust and all, that ye still have the wherewithal to write it yourselves. Would a story like that give you confidence, girls? Wouldn't the students of every presentation and Mercy College in the country like to hear that one? Would ye have a tongs at home? Might ye get one? Might we take down the crucifixes and sacred hearts and do away with the Bridget's Cross? and nail some class of a handheld castration device above the door. Huh? A symbol to remind women of their power and to put men in their place. I like games. The best games in the world are the ones where outrageous, unjust luck can determine the outcome, and there's none better than poker. You're winning. The other dude is lying through his teeth. His teeth which look as if they've been stolen individually from other people. 
he reeks of sneakiness. And for some reason unknown to the logical laws of the universe, he's staying in the hand, persistent with the folly, the silly proposition that he still has a chance. But it's the way that he's looking at you, as if he's privy to some demon stream of energy. He looks wounded, but it's like he's thriving on it. Thriving on the likelihood that you'll get wounded too. Two cards get turned over. First one. Seriously, I mean, what the... What the... F- Second card gets turned over. Ah, for fuck's sake. And you turn to this man. And you tell him to his face. I can't believe that run of luck that you're after getting. You're the worst poker player that I've ever seen in my life. And he smiles and takes all of your money. The odds on what just happened are unlikely in the extreme. You did everything right. And he did everything wrong. And you lost. The best way to play poker, and I've tried it myself, and it is thrilling, is to not look at your own cards. Decide what they are before they arrive and act as if they are what you've imagined them to be. It's amazing that when you've decided, without looking, that you have aces, that everybody else at the table becomes convinced that you have them too. They start acting like you've got the cards you're pretending to have. I suppose what you'd be doing is less uh, playing the game than playing with the game. Now that's an admirable position. Pool. Pool is another magnificent amphitheatre of chance. Again, you're winning. In total control. Your friend from the poker table is playing you and he surveys his options. He's not great. He, he holds the cue all wrong. He addresses the ball in, in short, jittery movements like his arm has a stutter. His bloodshot eyes and stubbled face give the impression of a man who lives well hidden from fresh air and daylight. A man who has perhaps surrendered to his worst instincts. He looks as if he's given in to the lizard inside himself. He, he, he tries something stupid, and of course it doesn't work. No, something more even stupider works. Something so unimaginable that the balls themselves are in shock. The pool table needs to lie down and have a rest after it. He looks over at you. This goblin, his caterpillar eyebrows rise up into his five o'clock shadow forehead and he starts laughing. <laughs> Sounds like the death rattle of a Honda 50. But fair play to him. That's the game. And for one beautiful moment, the sun of luck is shining on him. The best way to play pool is to not give a fuck about the outcome. There's more fun to be had in attempting the beautiful and strange with every shot that you have than there is in trying to win because when you win, someone else loses and there's no crack in that either. Games which proceed logically and justly are lifeless. Chess, a fine, clever 
enterprise. Mind against mind. Competitive in the extreme. But where's the opportunity for fluke? Every seventh move should be made by a chimp. There ought to be at least three pieces on the board with minds of their own. If sometimes it was played with actual horses and actual bishops, it might be more engaging. If the pieces aren't in some way anarchic, then the players need to step up. Every time you capture one of your opponent's men, you have to take a different drug. Huh? How about that? That'd liven it up, wouldn't it? LSD, Tamazepam, Valium. Every game needs the chaos factor. The genius of rugby is not the heifers who play it. It's the shape of the ball. A ball that when bouncing could jip in any direction whatsoever. It's as if it's actively trying to escape the clutches of whoever's pursuing it. Watching rugby is like watching obese children chase a chicken. It is the games that most mimic life that keeps us coming back to them. The games that have the possibility of injustice woven into them. These are the games that teach you about yourself. It's the fact that at any moment something profoundly fucking unfair could happen. It's almost guaranteed to happen. And it is this that should teach us how to play. Passionately, but slightly stupidly too. As if the outcome was beyond your control, but that you could have your say with style. Good luck to you. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.